When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. The panel. At 24 past 10, time for the panel. Uh, welcome into David Long and Nikki Styrus. How are you guys? Very well, thank thanks, you. Thanks, good, good, good. Uh, we've got the uh, breaking news that uh, Rafa Nadal, the number two seed, is out of the US Open, beaten in four sets by Francis TFO. So I guess uh, the best place to start is US Open, guys. Uh, we'll start with you, David. I mean, yesterday we saw Daniel Medvedev, the number one seed, knocked out by the uh, number 23, Nick Kyrgios. Uh, seems to be a player that has turned his career around in the last sort of year, year and a half. Uh, wh- what did you make of that? Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, I mean, you get you get everything you always uh, get with a, a Nick Kyrgios match in terms of you know his, his antics. But he seems to be um, you know more focused on his tennis than ever before in his career, and he's, he's reaping the uh, the rewards from that. It was, it was an outstanding performance from from Kyrgios, and um, you know you think now maybe he can reach the potential that he showed he showed many years ago. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Nikki, where are you on on, on Kyrgios? I mean, for me, I. I think about how much people uh, remember and f- remember fondly and celebrate McEnroe at his worst. Um, so I don't get the vilification for Kyrgios. So uh, where, where are you on him? Oh, look, look there's no question he's a, a player that polarises people, and I I think that's great for tennis, for world tennis. But you know, for so long we've had the the types of Roger Federer's of this world who are so cool, calm, and collected, and just go about their business. But Kyrgios. You just never know what you're going to get when he goes out on that court. Um, the one thing that has become a little bit more settled is his game. Um, he is serving like I have never seen. Like, I don't know if you saw that game yesterday, but, you know, Medvedev had no answers to that serve and he winning it with an ace. And I, I, you know, I don't mind a little bit of that character coming in and that little bit of, you know, the, the antics. I, I think he's learning slowly just to calm his jets a little bit when it matters, you know, when it counts so that he can keep his cool and, and, and win those big games. And, but yeah, and he's starting to do that. And I think, you know, he's an extremely impressive talent. We, you know, we, we all know that. So my money's on him now that Nadal's out to, to go right through and, and win this. And I really hope he does. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I, I think it'd be great uh, for tennis, and boy, it'd put a few noses out of joint too, wouldn't it, David? Uh, I, I, I guess his, his main, uh, the main threat for him now is Alcaraz. Alcaraz, yeah. I mean, uh, Medvedev was very impressive today, beating beating Cameron Norrie, who has who looked unstoppable so far, and to beat Norrie in three sets, um, you know, you think it's, it's he's got a chance as well. And it, it's nice actually, I think now with the with the men's tennis at the Grand Slams that you don't really know. You know, so much who is, who's going to win. It's not. As, it's still not as all over the place as the women's uh, tennis. Um, 
But it's nice, you know, we had we had the big three dominate for so many years that, you know, you sort of watched all the matches leading up to the semi-finals and think, well, it's nice that that guy got a win, but he's not going to go, he's not going to win the whole thing, is he? And now we've got we've got a wide open, I think, US, US Open now, especially with Nadal going out today. I think it's going to be a, a cracking... Um, last few days of the tournament. Yeah, me yeah, looking forward to it. Fantastic. Yeah, Alcaraz plays uh, Chilich a little bit later on today, and uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, we also uh, had an All Black squad named today, Nikki, for the uh, uh, well yesterday actually for the for the two games against the Aussies. No Artie Savi. How big a miss do you think that'll be in Melbourne next Thursday? Oh, I actually think that's huge. Um, uh, he, to me, has been the standout player right through the, the wins and the losses. The intensity that he brings to the All Black squad, his do-or-die approach is what's been needed from the All Blacks, and and he and uh, he leads he leads by example, and he showed that again on the weekend. You know, his his work around the breakdown is just phenomenal, and and it was so nice to see that the, you know the rest of the squad really lift that intensity too. I thought Sam Kane had one of his. Uh, best performances I've seen from him in a long time and so yes I think he will be a big loss although you know um, Hoskins, the Tutu, um, Luke Jacobson and of course Dalton Papali'i, the Tim, another one of my favourites so you know they're going to get potentially a, a, a crack maybe not Luke Jacobson but Dalton Papali'i is likely to get a crack and um, you know, and also Hoskins Satushi. So um, it's an opportunity for them to fire. And I guess uh, coming up against an Aussie side that does a little bit in sixes and sevens. I mean, we saw a good performance from them and then we saw a rubbish performance. So, you know, it's wide open, isn't it? Yeah, I think that sums up everybody in the rugby championship, doesn't it? Eh? They're all two They're all two and two. Uh, David, what do you think that Lucy makeup will be for that test next Thursday? Um, I, I, now that uh, Brody Retallick is fit, do you think we see Scott Barrett go to six and then maybe Hoskins to eight? I mean, what what's that look like for you? I, well, I mean, I think it could be uh, Hoskins and Dr. Papaliti. I think I, I don't think I, I, my choice wouldn't be to move move Barrett. Um, and I think it's actually quite good for the for the All Blacks in terms of the, the long term that um, Ardi's out and. Um, uh, Frizzell, you know, because of the, because of the, the sort of struggles that the team have gone through, we haven't seen, you know, the, um, Foster be able to sort of give give players like Dalton and and um, Hoskins a, a run in the team, and, and they and they both deserve to be, um, you know, given they got they haven't, they haven't put a foot wrong really when they've had opportunities to play um, for the All Blacks in the in the past. And uh, sorry, I just see my dog trying to drink my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if he wasn't off the leash before, he will be after that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, I think it's 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 a good it's a good chance for Posse to give these other guys a run because you know, in a World Cup, you need more than your are fifteen or your twenty two or twenty three these days. But but um, you know, and I'm looking forward to seeing how they go. I think it'd be great to see the guys get a, get a run. Yeah, Nicky, we're actually building some pretty good depth in the loose forwards when you consider that we've had no Ethan Blackadder this season due to injury. I mean, he's going to come back into it, maybe not in time for the Northern Tour, but certainly in time for next season. And then, man, I mean, he's a guy that can play six or seven and gives us lots of options. Yeah, look, I agree. And, and, and that's obviously what Foss is trying to do is build depth because that's been one of the strengths of the All Blacks in, in recent times is their, you know, is their strength off the bench and having, um, you know, good impact players. So to have that is, is, is wonderful. And, and I think the other thing I noticed too, one of my favourite standouts um, against that Argentina game was Sanasone Tokiaho. I thought he really, really owned that hook position, and um, I think we've struggled in the 
in the tight five, you know, lately, and, and to see him perform the way he did again with that same intensity really um, does give me quite a lot of heart. So, yeah, I think we're definitely building in the right direction. Gosh, I hope we can just get it all together yeah. <laughs> by next year. Yeah, exactly. With you on that one, yeah, and, and Toki Ahau as well, I think uh, player of the year for the All Blacks so far has been the standout. Uh, it's just so impressive, so consistent. We'll continue the panel chat uh, in a little bit. We're going to continue to talk All Blacks. We'll talk some cricket. We'll talk some NRL as well. But first, here's Araha Hathaway with the latest in news and sport. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. 26 away from 11, uh, Nikki Styrus and David Long with us on the panel. And uh, Nikki, we've got these two tests against the Aussies. It feels weird having a, a test match on a Thursday night at Marvel Stadium, doesn't it? Wasn't it a one day? Look at him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, no, sorry, I was talking about the rugby. Still talking about the rugby. I mean, like, oh, next. Oh, Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, my, ne- my bad. Yeah, no, that's all right. I think <laughs> next Thursday, uh, yeah, the, the the first test of the of the of the two against the Aussies is on a Thursday night in Melbourne, which is unusual, shall we say? Yeah, it it is unusual, and I I must admit, I did a double take when when I was reading on News Hub last night, and I said Thurs next Thursday, and I actually went back and looked at it again, thinking it was at a typo. So it is odd. I'm not actually too sure of the reasoning behind that. Does anybody else want to enlighten me? David, have you got have you got any insight into this? Oh, is this to do with well, AFL finals or what? It, yeah, it's the AFL, AFL finals are, are on the first week of the finals last weekend. So um, I think they'll probably play Friday and Saturday um, at MCG the week after. And um, I think it's pretty pointless any anytime trying for rugby to try and go up against um, AFL in Melbourne. We saw that with that magic round. Um, during the Super Rugby season, was which was an absolute disaster, when you had about you know um, seven or eight thousand people at Amy Park and sixty thousand across the road at the G. So um, it's, I guess it's a smart idea if you're going to play going in Melbourne that you don't go into anywhere near an AFL game. So I think that's the reason why why this game is on on a Thursday. Yeah, well, it works for State of Origin midweek. We'll see if it works for the Test. Uh, let's move on, Nicky, to uh, to the cricket. Then you're right; it is an ODI. Uh, well, there's three of them, in fact, against the uh, against the Aussies. I was interested to see that New Zealand are number one in the world in ODIs. Australia are number five. Yet we're paying two fifty five to win the first one, and Aussie are a dollar forty one. Uh, is that is that just New Zealand's uh, little brother mindset when it comes to cricket and the Australian cricket team? Well, it's not a bad bet because I think you know New Zealand has a very good one-day unit at the moment and Australia are looking a little bit rattled. Um, but the, the reason, I think, behind it is because we have never won an ODI series in Australia. It's a bit of an, um, a nemesis, perhaps. It's a bit of a hurdle that they don't know whether mentally we can get up and do that. Um, and, you know, but the thing is, New Zealand hasn't lost an ODI series, not in Australia, of course, since 2019, which is why we're world number one. And so I think, yeah, it's not going to be a bad bet um, on, on the Black Caps. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to this, actually. Hopefully the weather plays ball up in King. Yeah, well, if, uh, the weather is supposed to be good. And, uh, David, I, I, in a way, I suppose being in Cairns rather than being at the G or uh, Sydney Cricket Ground or, or one of the traditional ones, maybe that takes away some of that Aussie aura that we're playing somewhere different? Yeah, perhaps so. I mean, I'm sure the crowd's not going to be as, as big as you'd see in one of the, the big cities. Um, I'm just looking forward to seeing uh, Black Cats play someone someone decent again after, after you, you know, after we played... After they played England in the in the tests um, 
a few months ago, you know, to go to Ireland, Scotland, Netherlands, um, and then, uh, well, well, West Indies is obviously a bit harder, but, you know, to see him having a real sort of challenge and, 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 and some, you know, up, up against an opposition of quality, I think that's going to be the exciting part of what's happened over these next three games. I think it is going to be very tough, and as Nicky said, you know, I think the, the fact that um, it's been so long since New Zealand, you know, have been able to, to win in Australia... Um, is a factor, and, uh, um, and because of that, really, I do think it's going to be tough, tough for them. But um, I think it's going to be, a, a, you know, an entertaining uh, three games. Yeah, no, it should be, uh, particularly if the if the weather plays ball it's supposed to. Uh, Nicky, I was, I was looking at the uh, last game against Zimbabwe for the Australians, of course, and uh, Burl, the Ryan Burl, the the leg spinner, comes on, uh, bowls three overs, takes five for ten, uh, no drama. And then I look at the New Zealand squad, and I'm like, we got three offies in there, and we've left this Shodi at home, no leg spinner. Have we missed a trick? Uh, look, and I'm going to be honest, I don't know a lot about the Ken's pitch. Was that Zimbabwe game up in Ken? No, it was in Townsville. Okay. Well, look, all I would say is normally Australian pitchers lend themselves to more seam bowling. You know, they tend to be faster, bouncier pitchers. Um, so maybe they, they know something we don't about that Ken's pitch. Um, we, we we seem to be always a bit, little bit reluctant to take... Um, spinners to anywhere other than the subcontinent so I don't know I'm not an, I'm not an expert there all I would say is that you know I think Australia after that loss to Zimbabwe just showing that they are a little bit fragile at the moment and well Aaron Finch who can't buy a run to save himself he's in a bit of form slump and there's questions over his captaincy uh, so if we can knock David Warner over early because obviously he's their danger man then you know I think that you know we're, we're a good chance. Yeah, I mean, David, uh, where are you on the on the leg spin option? Surely, even just to get inside their heads, having a, a leg spinner like Ish Sodi in the squad's not a bad idea. Well, I like the fact that you just just mix things up, isn't it? I mean, if, if you've got sort of um, you know not too not too you know fairly gentle medium pace or, or you know a bit of bit of speed, uh, and then off spin, um, you know, black, black, the batsmen always know what to expect and they get into a routine on what sort of balls. But you know, it's just the extra dynamics that a leg spinner brings. Um, you know, and in a, especially in a 50 over game where you know guys can sort of bat themselves in a lot more than in a, in a 2020 game, I think it, that that dynamic does you know can, can sort of change um, how a game goes. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It will be interesting to see how it all plays out. Uh, Nikki, have you got a prediction for the series? Um, yeah, I actually think we're gonna. I think we're gonna take the series. Um, I do actually. I think that you know we've got a really well balanced one day squad, and they are all actually showing form, some good form at the moment. We saw that in the West Indies. We saw Finn Allen, who you know, opening a fantastic job. Devin Conway, we already know how good he is. Gaptal on his day is you know is a world beater. So we're great at the top. We've got Tom Latham who can and Daryl Mitchell who are both also been in some good form, you know, I mean, I know Latham took a bit to get going, but, you know, his last game was a good one as well. And then you've got, obviously, our uh, our duo of Saudi Bolton, potentially Ben Sears there coming in. So I think we look, on paper, like a really good outfit. And if we can just uh, get it together on the day, because we all know cricket's a tough <laughs> tough game to get it together on the day, then um, I think we will take this series, yes. Yeah, and now, I mean, you know, Cairns, David, is known uh, to be Pretty warm, pretty uh, humid. Uh, that humidity, I know it's date night, so it might uh, take away a bit, but if, if we're bowling first and it's humid up there with uh, Southie and Bolt who like to hoop it around a bit, uh, that's going to be pretty interesting. Yeah, it will be. It's definitely got that potential. I mean, uh, one thing I'm interested in is how, how Kane Williamson does. 
I'm, I'm trying to think. The last time he had a, he had a really good a good patch of games. I think it's um, I think it could be a while. Um, obviously, it's not any pressure on him in terms of you know position or, or his status in the team. But uh, I think he's due, and hopefully this will be um, a perfect time for him to sort of you know get back some form. Yeah, well, I do wonder. To be fair, and Nicky, maybe you've got a take on this as well. I do wonder how long we've got with Kane before he does a Trent Bolt. <laughs> uh, I think there's a little bit more at stake for Kane than just to, to, to jump ship to that. And I imagine that uh, between um, stuff that he does overseas already um, and amongst his New Zealand duties, he's probably reasonably well compensated um, in terms of cricket players. So... Perhaps one day, yes, he will jump ship. But, you know, look, I, I, I don't blame these guys. I mean, people like Bolt and particularly de Grandin were getting on. You know, they've done their time. They've been great servants to New Zealand cricket. And who can blame them for wanting to, you know, to go and, and make hay while they're still able? And I know my husband certainly did it towards the end of his career. And it, it helps set your family up. So, And you see it all around the world at the moment. So, you know... You, can't begrudge people. Look at this live tour. You know, it's money talks, and um, these guys have done their time for New Zealand. So, you know, if they want to go, fair play, I say. Yeah. Where, where do you reckon Scott's got more chance of picking up a contract, the IPL on a comeback, or the live tour, <laughs> given who they're throwing contracts at? Uh, definitely the live tour, which bodes well for, for a new house for me, I'd say. <laughs> you know, his. Uh, his, his, go- his golf's quite good. His cricket, I wouldn't say, would be much good anymore. He's actually about to go in the um, the road safety series over in uh, India as part of the New Zealand Legends team. Uh, it's going to be bloody hilarious because um, the old band's back together. Um, Mills, Bond, um, Jake Oram, Brownlee, Cyrus, Martin, McMillan, you name it, they're all going. And I will be intrigued as to see whether, A, my husband can get through one game without getting injured. And actually, actually, how many of them get through? I think the only one that will go okay would be Ross Taylor, and that's because he's only just recently retired. But uh, certainly will make interesting healing. Jeez, how many physios are they taking with that team? Well, <laughs> that's actually... I might put that in my story when I do it. <laughs> that's a good... That's a very good question because they're going to need lots. <laughs> they, they will need lots. Uh, hey, just before I let you guys go, of course, uh, we do have uh, the end of the NRL season for the Warriors uh, finished. In, 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 I don't think you could have finished a season in any more Warriors style than they did. Um, but the big story, of course, this week is the draw for next season. The fact the Warriors only play nine at Mount Smart. Um, I, and interesting to see David too. It doesn't happen often, but Sean Johnson, Tohu Harris had a couple of players come out and criticise the NRL over this. Yeah, that's right. I mean, Sean, um, credit to him, he does speak his mind a fair bit, but Tohu has um, always been less inclined to sort of speak out against anything. Um, and before he was at the, when they did the media last week, Sean spoke first and he had his big rant, and then he went over to Tohu and said, oh, look, I just said this, can you back me up? Tohu sort of, yeah, OK, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so he, sort of, he was sort of put pressured into saying it. But I, I think it's, it's fair, you know, I think I completely agree with what the guy said, that, um, you know, for three years you've had the NRL clubs um, and the NRL say, you know, we're really grateful for what you've done, you kept the competition going, um, and if it wasn't for you, you know, the, the season would have collapsed. And then when it comes to sort of, you know, any sort of payback for it, all the clubs say, oh, sorry, mate, not us, you know. Yeah. And um, 
it, it's very shame. I know, I know uh, Cameron George, he is there. Is, there are a couple of options that he's still looking at um, to try and get some extra games in, in, next, in New Zealand next year. Um, whether they'll get across the line or not, I don't know. But I think it's, it's a real shame. I mean, and not just for... Um, for Warriors fans in Auckland, but um, but the fact that you know it was an opportunity to sort of grow the game around the country. The NRL talk a lot about how important New Zealand is, um, and they've shown no leadership in trying to uh, encourage other other teams to play in New Zealand next year. Yeah, there'll be a game in Wellington and one in Napier. But it's interesting that Christchurch wasn't interested in um, in hosting one. I'm not sure why the reason for that was, but um, it's very sad for people in the South Island are not going to get to see them next year. Yeah, very much so. Or maybe that is one of the uh, options uh, Cameron George is exploring. But, uh, Nicky, I mean, I, I, I thought, you know, they said, well, it's nine games at Mount Smart. You still do have two other games. You're taking one to Napier and one to Melbourne. But that's still not even half our games because the 12th home game is being, uh, our home game is going to be during Magic Round, which is not an, even in New Zealand, let alone anywhere near home, which seems a bit of uh, a, a bit of a slap in the face. It's really disappointing, and I'm you know I am a long suffering Warriors fan, as David, and I think you know you sort of I think what we always must remember is this is an Australian competition, and actually when a push comes to shove, they don't care about us. You know they will yes they want us in there, but if it means that they have to make sacrifices. Uh, for their own fans or their own clubs, they won't do it. And I'm not surprised to hear that when um, they had to put their money where their mouth was, that they, they've, they've gone, oh, you know, sorry, we're not going we're to go over there. And, um, and it's the same with the NRL. They are an Australian competition. I think, so I think, you know, while we can live in hope that that changes, I think I, I can't see it changing. I really can't. And it's, it's a real shame because you're right, we do need to grow the game here. And we do need to expose more of our young players to NRL and that type of thing so that we can breed a team of local talent that can come through and actually do the Warriors proud. At the moment, we seem to get all the casts off from Australia that they're either at the end of their career or they're a Reese Walsh at the beginning of their career and then we lose them. So, you know, I think it's, uh, it's disappointing for the Warriors and it's an uphill battle, but I just can't see any... Uh, anything changing anytime soon. There you go. Uh, that has been the panel. Thank you very much to David Long and Nikki Styrus. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.